Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey y'all! Welcome back to another episode of Girl That's Scary. It's your girl Cat Daddy and Jazz, the forty ounce connoisseur. And we're pulling up in your ear holes another week, but this week we're pulling up with a GTS review of Serial Mom, the 1994 film. But if you look at it, some places it says 1993, but it also says 1994. So we're going to say 1994 film directed by John Waters, um, starring Kathleen Turner playing the mom and Sam Waterson playing the dad. And this mom is out here living in Baltimore County and she is cutting the fuck up literally and figuratively because she is not liking the things that people are doing or saying to her family members, and she's deciding to be a vigilante and take shit into her own hands while being a suburban mom all at the same damn time. Life is hard in Baltimore County. It is. Now, I think you should watch it. Um, it's on Stars, so you can pull up on Stars, and you can get, they have some kind of deal going on. That's the only reason I got Stars right now, because. I'm going to let you know right now. I was not going to pay full price for stars every month. I'm not doing that. Uh, but they do have Serial Mom. They have some other stuff, too. Apparently, Stars has, like, Dragon Ball Z Super Brawly. Really excited about that because I'm re-watching Dragon Ball Z Super. Yes, I said what I said. Um, and that's just because I, I'm watching other shit, but I'm re-watching that. They have some other things, too. They had like a Spike Lee section, if that's your jam. So the Stars app is, I guess, we're oh, it also has P-Valley. Mm-hmm. Um and, and all those other power, that. all those other shows on stars, all those fifty cent things, BMF show. They got everything. They got some other stuff on it. So they also have the 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 screen movies. As of right now, the time that we're recording this, they have the screen movies on there because a lot of the uh, streaming services took the screen films off except for the new one. Um, Girl, Paramount Plus. I'm like, isn't this a Paramount motherfucking film? Like what? Maybe some that you know the money is going crazy in the world right now. So who knows? I don't even know. Listen, I don't even know. I, I was going to make my friends watch Scream 4, and it was not on Paramount Plus, and we were not about to rent. Not for Not for Granted, well, I don't hate what? Scream 4, but what? It's on it's Stars. It's on Stars. Ta-da! It's currently on Stars. Um, I believe the first one, as of this morning, was on the uh, 
we we better do, we finna do the cupid shuffle up out of here soon. So mm. uh, if you have not used up your stars trial, baby, and you're trying to get into those uh, films, and if you're trying to get nostalgic and tap into this one, that's gonna be your go-to. If you don't feel like doing all that and you really just want to rent it, I'm pretty sure it's like $2.99 or $3.99 on most uh, VOD streaming platforms. I feel like YouTube has it for like one of those prices. I always go to YouTube because I mean most of us have like YouTube on our phones or. Some sort of app, but you know, Prime, Voodoo, Autumn Girls too. Um, this film, let's do the ratings because I already kind of gave you the overview. That's literally yeah. the this uh, you know with a suburban mom and uh, but the ratings were like six point eight out of ten, uh, IMDb, and then sixty three percent for Rotten Tomatoes. How do you feel about that? I think for a nineteen ninety four film, it's very on brand uh, for how it plays out. I think it's a I okay. I talked about this earlier or like in some other like Discord chats and stuff. Okay, I don't think I'm a big fan of John Waters films. Yep, everybody's throwing tomatoes at me right now. I understand. I'm here. I'm Ooh. catching the tomatoes to the face. <laughs> Not the boo. Um, but I think it's because I watched multiple maniacs and I am still a little pissed about that. And then I know I got to watch Pink Flamingos and I know that's going to ruin my fucking life too. He's the king of trash, okay? The people's pervert, that's what he calls himself. I understand. It's a certain kind of brand of horror and it's a brand that I am not the biggest fan of. I understand. But I do appreciate the way he turns the magnifying glass and the mirror into the suburban whiteness. And really exposes what kind of people some of these motherfuckers are. So I do like that. I like all the queer shit that he puts in his films. I love that. I just am not a fan of the tr- some of the trash. Especially because the trash be like, yes, yeah, 100%. And I'm like, I- okay, I'm going to let y'all have that. I'm going to just let y'all have that. I'm not on that platform, okay? I'm not on that train. I'm watching the train go by. But I will participate in watching the movies for research. So I will watch all the movies I can get my hands on, but I promise I probably won't like it. But I did like Serial Mom a little bit. Not not a little bit. I'm just not lying. I like Serial Mom. I did like Serial Mom. It was entertaining. It wasn't boring. It was a little over the top, very camp, but I like camp. It was some parts that were a little questionable, but I mean, that's with his movies. There's questionable things. But again, it's more like the mirror is being turned on like the white suburban society, especially when you think about Baltimore. And um, I know that if you're listening, you might be on the West Coast, another country. My mom is from Baltimore. We're recording on Mother's Day. R.I.P. Parker, we in this bitch gang shit. Sorry. Um, she says she probably smoking with cigarettes. I'm throwing <laughs> her for the girl. But she, Baltimore is very segregated. <laughs> So a lot of the white Very. people live in the white part and the black people live in the black part. There is rich Baltimore, poor Baltimore, and they definitely do their job of cutting the fucking city lines and shit so that you motherfuckers are not in our space. Okay. And when you watch Serial Mom, you will see what kind of white people. And we talk about the suburban soccer mom. You're cursing. Y'all need to be doing this. But then you see what the fuck she's doing. And her counterparts and the people around her are also doing sneak ass slash shit too. But then they think they holier than thou and judging everybody else. Um, so it's interesting. But I think a seven, a solid seven at least for Serial Mom. I will take at least I think a six is a bit too low because I think the camp in the silliness is on purpose. I don't think I think where it's being silly, it's meant to be. It's intentional. I don't think it's like, oh, it was trying to do this serious thing and it fucked up. I don't think that's what happened. 
I think I, I like this movie. I'm not going to lie to you. The array of faces that I have given you this entire time you have talked and no one can see this shit. And I'm just like, yes. For all the things that you've just described, the positive and the negative is exactly why I like John Waters' films. I like that he holds the mirror up to and puts the magnifying lens also on the white people of America, especially Baltimore, because that's where he's from. I love that he, you know, he's a queer person. So out here would do a shit with the queer community. Um, I also like that his movies are wild as fuck. And that's a complete understatement for all the reasons. I'm so sorry. I, but you know what, when... <sighs> Okay, everyone listening, when Jazz decided to watch Multiple Maniacs, I literally said to her, Woo girl, I'm gonna keep you in my thoughts as you go on this journey and dismount her. And she's like, I know it's gonna be wild. And I was like, I, I know you know it's gonna be wild. And I'm glad you know it's gonna be wild, but it's gonna be wild. And then, you know, I know she hasn't seen Pink Flamingos yet. And we're gonna eventually cover all John Waters films because they're a good time. And that's a big asterisk next to it because, you know, it depends on who is watching it. Like, you could be like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? But they're a good time to me. Um, and you know what? It really does burn my guts because you know what I just realized when I... Okay, backing all the way up. I first got into John Waters films as a young warthog. I, I'm a Washingtonian. Um, so me growing up in 90s DC and, you know, Baltimore, like... Yeah, so, um, but really getting into John Waters' films and knowing, like, oh, okay, this is his view of what happens in his neighborhood, especially, you know, Baltimoreans out in rural suburban Maryland. And for those who are not familiar with Maryland, like, Maryland's racist as fuck, dog. Everywhere is racist as fuck, but Maryland is woo girl. <laughs> like... Woo girl, come on girl, jump on in. Woo girl, people like. forget that Maryland is below that Mason Dixon line, bitch. Everybody girl. loves to argue about what the South is and what we do about the South all the time. Listen, the South girl. is below the Mason Dixon. Let's start here. And the Mason Dixon is uh, literally, you see that bitch in Maryland right underneath that. If you've never been to fucking Eastern Shore, Chris Field, where you mm. go down the long tunnel to down past the Chincoteague Islands, all this connecting to connecting to 757, it's the South. Ain't nothing there but corn, racist, and McDonald's. It's nothing else. We were doing yeah. social work trying to help somebody over there, and they didn't even want to get the help because a nigga was helping them. They didn't want, then not only did they not want help because black people were helping them, they didn't want the health care because black ass Obama was providing it for free. That's how racist Maryland <laughs> is. Okay, this is a rip. <laughs> y'all might think, oh, because DC is right here and Northern Virginia is right here. That no, once you get out them cities, it is not, it ain't cute. You better be fucking careful. Girl, <laughs> go through the fucking, fucking cabins. <laughs> listen, you go see American flags, Confederate Ooh. flags. You see that Confederate flag in the back of um, Cry Baby. And that's what I was saying. Like when I was a kid, that's how I got into John Waters films. Yes. When you go to the jukebox jamboree at Cry Baby, and I say this because you don't really see the Confederate flags. They're not really flying and shit in Serial Mom, but they don't need to fly. We know that coded shit, girl. We already got suburbia and Americana, so I know what this is about. And it's very coded, like it's in your face, but it's like, you know, mm -mm. when they're at the jukebox jamboree uh, and the whole backdrop, of that whole scene is a giant confederate flag when you go when iggy pop is the granddad and the mom and the grandmama and they go and they do they make the little berry baby carriage for cry baby well for cry baby for um for pepper and her daughter for because she's pregnant it's ba the backdrop of the baby carriage is a confederate flag with like you know animal bones 
And I said, oh, come on, give me backwater. Like, oh, okay, this is backwater Merlin. Not even also, like... Yeah, also, when you think of Blair Witch Project, the motherfuckers mm. you see getting interviewed, that place is in Maryland. It's about, what, like two hours? It's far up north, like far further up north over towards the Western Virginia. Like and Hagerstown north. and all them people yeah. and up there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's leaning towards the side, uh, over yeah. towards where West Virginia is. Because West Virginia is right it's not, it's like what, three hours? You know, it's not like that three far. And a half hours. It's not far at all. We are surrounded by Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia. Okay. It gets real Confederate around here. <laughs> so you got to be really careful. They were Especially proud. in these back roads. They are very proud. Um, they are not playing with you. They got Confederate tattoos, hats, jackets, flags, uh, bandanas, <sighs> socks. Every time you say bikini top tattoo. <laughs> Confederate everything. Listen, that young lady with that tattoo on her leg, child. I was just like, <laughs> who would? That's thumper? like getting "Don't Tread on Me" <laughs> tattooed on you. You know what? It's a, that's a lot. I'm gonna let y'all keep it. I'm gonna let you unpack that yourself because that is a personal thing. Now has nothing to do with me because that is not the life I live. But the life that we run into on Serial Mom. Now we explained what happens. Watch the movie. Although I don't care for John Waters' film so far. I've not seen a lot of them. And then there's musicals and Hairspray. I don't, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. I'm going to watch it. I've never seen Hairspray. I'll watch it. I'm going to watch Negro Day. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. But that's a, it's a real thing. It was a real thing. Negro Day was a real thing. I that's believe. a, that wasn't us. I'm sorry. I'm just really like, whoo. But the, I'm, I'm curious as a side note, which one you would like better? Would it be the newer hairspray or the original hairspray um, with Sonny Bono in it? I don't, I don't know. know who that is. Oh, Sonny Bono was Cher's wife. He's, he's not with us anymore. He had a fatal plane accident, not a plane accident. I, I think he had a uh, ski accident. I know. Okay. I know who Sonny is. I, I believe don't know that's what my- happened. Okay, I'm not sure. I know who Sunny is, but when you said Sunny such as, I was like, who is that? That's okay because you know I got all the random, the random, random factoid knowledge. Nobody asked me. I just have like you know I don't know. But anyway, serial mom. She's yeah. the suburban mom. She's out here. She's living her life. Kathleen uh, Turner, and you know I stand a fellow Kathleen. Um, this particular Kathleen is a Gemini. Um, in real life, so just just put that in your pocket. And so she's out here. She's living in uh, suburban Baltimore, Maryland, um, Baltimore County. And um, there's something going on in the neighborhood. Like people get as a crank caller who's leaving like really obscene messages. And she's just like, oh, man, I can't believe this is happening. And um, well, the mom is a mom and a dad. The dad is played by Sam Waters. And these are all familiar people you didn't see before. The daughter is- Yep. Um, the daughter is Misty, and uh, that's Ricky Lake. And if you don't know who Ricky Lake is, you might be real young. Um, so it's time for you to open the Google machine and get educated. That's right. No, 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 Jasmine, I'm serious. Because if you are our age, a smidget younger or all the way older, everybody know who Ricky Lake is. Listen, I used to watch Ricky Lake, Jenny Jones. Period. Oh, well, Sally Jesse, what was her name? Sally, Sally Jesse, Jesse Raphael. Raphael. Girl, because I used to watch daytime TV with my granny. Montel, Oprah. Then you put the soaps in there. As the world turns, one life to live. General Hospital, all my children, let's ride. Let's go. Passions. Wow. The list. Come on. You see the list. The list is aggressive. So We didn't even get to the game shows. (laughs) 
Ooh, listen, I love the prices right. You ever stay home sick and you watching the prices right, bitch? I be yes. betting on a boat. Me at home. But I also With be no knowing the right prices. I did not. I never knew the mama. right price. I never do the right price of stuff because, granted, yeah, the, uh, the grocery stuff, but we stopped at discount stores, so the price is not like mm. the retail price. And then with bigger stuff, I've never, I don't know what a camper is, bitch. I mean, I knew what a camper was, but I don't know how much that shit costs. I would just say $1,500 because I would see everybody say $1,500 or $1,501. $1, I used to do a lot of window shopping via the uh, magazines that used to come in the mail because you remember they had Kmart outside of the paper coming into your house. But those of us who are, uh, are old enough to remember when the sale paper or the sale magazine mm-hmm. used to come like the catalogs in addition to going to store, you know, because the internet wasn't shopping like that. So what what is the internet? Y'all. NASA was using to, the internet. Bitch, we used to have to get a magazine, circle the shit you want, fill out an order form, mail the money to the people, and then you get the shit in the mail. And y'all like people who were younger like, what? Excuse me, you have to mail go. them the money? Mail them a check? <laughs> mail order shit from everywhere goosebumps books i've definitely done that with like the book fair like scholastic you can mail oh i love doing that get the book sent which is dangerous now you can easily get scammed but you know i used to get the cds in the back of the thing like they paid a one dollar for the 20 cds i got the blackstreet boys millennium cd like that and oh yeah girl i got a listen it was a whole deal i know we gone off hair i got the bachelor boys millennium i got the pink can't take me home i had got uh joe cd that has stutter on there who else cd i got girl yes i'm bopperoonies although you you know yes and it had the remix where he he shall not be named on the song although the remix slapped who else what else cd yes i got i got y club john cd that had um what's his name on there that had the rock on there for it doesn't matter Remember that? I can't believe on one on there whatever it The Rock really had a song based off him. <laughs> you know what? A bop. The nineties were a wild time. Um, they were. <laughs> but yeah, and this movie attests to that. It did. It did because they people got away with so much shit. So because again, well, now we think of surveillance, cameras, internet, people using cell phones, calling, taking pictures, streaming things. As soon as somebody start doing something, you definitely about to take a picture or just being on the camera lights and shit. Now they will find your mm-hmm. ass. Back then, you didn't have all of those things. So you know, if you kill somebody and no one physically saw you, you had quite a bit of time to get the fuck away. Right. Honestly. And, and, you know, and not like the seventies, but they, you know, they, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. The seventies, but the white privilege was crazy in this, so uh, they definitely were letting this woman get away with a whole lot of shit, a whole lot of shit. And I do not appreciate that. That's one thing that definitely made me <laughs> rank it down. Because if you go to our letterbox, girl, that's scary. Uh, we ha- we have a lot of the movies we watch, all the horror films, not all of them. Because once you get too far back, bitch, I can't remember. Sometimes you see me rating random movies. I'm like, oh, I did see that. Let me put log that in there. But I rated it like, oh, it's so good. It makes these commentaries. But the privilege is out of fucking control. The way that this person, like, of course, we've said spoiler. Have we said spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) Um, Spoiler alert. This situation... They get to a point where she, 
Beverly don't give a fuck, all right? Her, she, her family is perfect. If you come, threaten her family or her happiness or you're doing something like that she don't like, like littering, she gonna kill your motherfucking ass. And that's all it takes, okay? She was about to kill a bitch. Oh, she did. She killed a bitch over wearing white shoes after Labor Day. That's how serious that bitch will take that shit. Fashion has changed. No, it hasn't. That bitch killed her anyway in the court. Anyway, she gets to a point where... They see her car. Someone says, oh, I saw your car at the spot. And she's like, I don't know what you're even talking about. Yeah, I did these things. She said she was at the murder scene, okay? she Her car is being described as the only car of the parents who worked there. And guess what? Do they look at her car? No. Girl, they, can I... T- go ahead. No, they don't look at her car. No, they don't. But they still start, they start tailing her ass because they feel like her story is off and something is off about her. But ultimately, let's back it up. Her car is at the school for the PCA back to school night. Let's say fuck that teacher, Paul Stibbins. Fuck Mr. Stibbins, okay? Because they opened his scene, our introduction to Mr. Stibbins, and having this conversation with a black parent. And she's crying. She's really concerned about, you know, the grades and the status of her child and, like, them getting into school. And he's just straight up like, yeah, so every, everyone everyone is a member college. I was like, but, like, literally just looked real stank at the, at the TV. Looked at the year, looked at the man's face and said, this makes sense because suburban white teaching, teaching black child in Baltimore. Makes very much sense. And the thing is- In the United States. How are you the one math teacher going to say this student is not ready for college? You don't know what their focus is or what they're majoring in or why they're doing bad. Are they only doing bad in your class? You have to look at students as, as a scope you know, as an educator. Also, that's not how, even if their grades aren't good, first of all, you don't, it's not up to you to say whether the kids can go to college or not. That's not on you. You are supposed to be discussing the grades and what's going on in your motherfucking class. Is it does not pertain to your class and the students wellness overall in that class or in case it's something else, but you shouldn't be like, they're not college ready, girl. Fuck you. And the horse you rode in on, bitch. Point blank period. Mrs. Stevens seemed to be that teacher uh, he was one of those teachers. Okay, I italicized the word those. Um, John Waters, highlight these niggas. Zoom in, zoom, zoom, zoom. Um, so when my girl Beverly comes in and has the conversation with the teacher and he starts giving all these nice, saying all these nice things about her child. By the way, her son is played. Chip is <laughs> played by none other than none other because all my words is crazy. Matthew Lillard, our our crowd fave, um, and he's really into horror films. He works at the local video store. Um, him and his friends are all into all kinds of spooky shit. They love that blood guts and ass. At one point in their film, they're watching a Texas Chainsaw Massacre film, which was pretty cool. Um, mm, blood, yeah. Yes, they were watching all kinds of shit in there. And so Mrs. Stevens is like, you know, do you realize that this is what your son was doing? And shows him a doodle of drawing like a vampire. And I was like, that was gnarly. Like, what's the issue with that? Was his work turned in? Is he not paying attention to you? Is he being disruptive? Because if none of those things are happening, him drawing a vampire should be the least of your concerns. I saw some shit on Twitter where I was dealing with something like, look, girl, I called, I'm days late because, you know, life been beating my ass. But I'm just like, I am so tired of people throwing their power around when they're in positions of authority. And I'm just like, just because this is your position, bitch, like, doesn't mean that you could do X, Y, Z. Like, if this is not being disruptive, if it's not causing any physical harm to anyone in this room, if someone is not like failing and wasting their time dueling pictures, I don't think it's that big of an issue. Like sometimes people be dueling, bro. I be dueling. 
Who cares? Did I get the job yeah. done or what? And that's the main thing. If his grades are great, him drawing a fucking... And he goes on to like, you can't watch this shit. It's sick. What kind of kid are you raising? What kind of Fuck bullshit? Off. It's harmful and shit like that. Just because it's some horror, like, it's not even that deep. It's just a genre, like, relax. Again, that thing on Twitter, they, they took the picture... They took a kid's artwork and destroyed it. Like, ripped it up. It's one thing if the kid draw when we're supposed to be doing a hands-on activity. You cannot draw and do the hands-on activity. But you can draw and listen. If your work is done, you can also draw. Also, the drawing's not hurting anybody. I would not, I would never even take it. I would just say, hey, put that away real quick. Why like, whip still the paper it. up? Because Dusty, you wanted to flex. You wanted to flex. If you wanted to destroy something that belongs, you're trying to flex. Because what the kid going to do? They can't even and, do nothing about it. But you wouldn't do that to no adults. I bet you You know you what that won't. shows? You really don't have no classroom management skills. Listen. That's what it really cause shows. Because it's just like, hey, put that away, man. We're doing this. And usually the kid's like, oh, all right. And you know what else that tells your student? Once they get over being initially upset about what you did, they know how to get your ass hot up underneath that collar. All I got to do is sit here and scribble pictures all day long. Mm. All day long. I can do my work. And I, if they real hip to this stuff, I can tell my mom and my mom going to be like, oh, well, all they was doing was drawing pictures. And now you get in trouble and you look like Boo Boo the Fool and you the worst person on earth because you ripping up kid pictures because nobody what? listened to you for two seconds. Go home. It's too much. It's too much. I, mm. but either way, that teacher's a piece of shit. And I'm not even going to say he had it coming. Doom, doom, doom. The way she backed over his ass in the parking lot and that little girl was smoking that J at the tree. <laughs> she looked was like, she oh, like, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> she kept smoking though. <laughs> and then she looked at the J and looked at him. <laughs> Oh, Lord, I would have listened. I'm crying. Poor baby. I knew that blew her high. And she just, she she had to break loose. And she was the only witness. And she was like, yeah, I saw a car that won. Just because someone smoked some drugs or had a drink does not mean that they don't know what they saw. But you know they're going to use that against them. Dare, baby. It's the 90s. This is right on par. You know, we're hot off the presses. When When did Clinton go into presidency? Was that 92, 94? Was it around this time? Yes, it was. It was around this time. So we're right off the hot presses of the Reaganomics era. Um, did I? It, it, is that it? With the Bushes and all them? We still out here re- Republican it up? Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me look. All my right, all right, suit, all right. But early 90s is definitely um our dog Clinton. And it's not my our dog. I'm just No, saying. it's not. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh-uh, no, he did win in 92. So, because he was president from 93 to 2001. And then that's okay. when you got... Baby Bush. Bush after him. Because mm-hmm. Daddy Bush was right before mm-hmm. Clinton. And right mm-hmm. before Clinton, not right before Daddy Bush was Reagan. Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, I think that's about right. You know, U.S. history. Uh... Well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> it's the big show. Maryland teacher massacre. <laughs> that's what they called the death of that teacher. <laughs> that is so sensational. That is so good. I wrote that at the top of my notes. I was like, this is out of control. Whew, everything about this tickles me, especially because this is an hour away from us. You're right. You're right. But also this makes a lot. They would do some shit like this. If someone like he killed, they're definitely like, oh my God, a murderer has killed a teacher. And we're about to push forth whatever else we could push forth with this message to, you know, spread it to the people. But, mm-hmm. you know, he did get killed. And they are suspects. So they're all, they were already talking to Beverly about the dirty calls, which is so funny because that's where you start off and you already know she full of shit. She kills this fly. 
aggressively. And then she's like, I just would never say anything. And she get on the phone. It's like, pussy, pussy face. I was like, what? I'm hollering. Well, what is her name? Dottie Hinkle, my girl Mink Stowe. First of all, I saw bits and pieces of this movie as a kid. So when I watched it for our conversation, I'm literally looking at it. It's, Ain't that Mink Stowe when she walked into that room? Not Mink Stowe <laughs> from the church. Jesus. Mink Stowe. And I love that this woman has made this her name. And if when you finally see um, Pink Flamingos, she's the character that has the uh, the woman that's like the orange reddish hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. That's her. Well, her partner has blue hair. I'll be there. We're gonna pull up. Mm-hmm. Miss Stowe is sitting up here getting cussed out on this house phone every day. I'm crying at how it was used against her later in court later. Bruh. Also, I would have just unplugged my phone. You're not about to keep playing on my phone, bitch. Game over. Bloop flip. I would have pulled the phone cord right out. You're gonna have to send me hate mail manually, love. Girl. And then while um Beverly is on the phone talking trash shit to my girl down the street, her neighbor who just casually walks in the house. First of all, the house isn't locked. Two pair one, you casually walk in the house. You made it past the foyer. You made it all the way upstairs to this woman's bedroom to drop off something. Girl, what are boundaries? Girl, but also... Suburban white people not locking their doors in the 90s and shit because it's, it's a safe true. neighborhood. It don't matter about it being safe. Privacy. And you're just, your neighbor, well, I will, worse, I would have whooped her ass. Never come in my house without my permission again, girl. I will smack the shit out you. You don't know what I'm doing in here. Okay? What if I'm in here playing with my figgy? Mind your business. Okay? Period. Who knows? Maybe what, what, what if, if you I in mean? here beatboxing? What if she breakdancing? What if I freestyle it in the mirror like fucking insecure? <laughs> Mind your business, bitch. Get out of my house. You could have left Get that shit on the porch. Mom spaghetti. Speaking of, okay, side note, I know we have been going off the rails, but I have to say this. I, and Killjoy already is not a great movie. I just need to say that off rip. And this is Ryan, Brother Ghoulish, this is your fault. We already have watched Killjoy. He was like, well, I'm about to watch the hip hop, which... <laughs> Who who do you think is starring in the hip hop with? I'm not doing this. Eminem, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, Eminem no, is no, in the front. No, no, Eminem, no, no, no. Ja Rule. No, I knew I wasn't doing this. No, stop. Okay, I'll stop. But that because movie is the ultimately, worst movie I've seen. Eminem, Ja Rule. Where's Fifty to make sense of this? The betrayal. He wasn't here. Fifty should kick all y'all in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> With some big Tim boots on, because none of this makes sense. Big Tim boots, not the t- okay. I all right. Listen, that movie was very bad. It looked like B roll of somebody in the studio smoking weed and trying to talk about some shit, but they they just talk about I don't know. They were trying to do some Blair Witch shit, but it was really bad, and it seemed like there was no script at all. Mm. And you know, I love some bullshit. Watch Dead Heist instead. Dead Heist is a better movie. By Dead Miles. Heist was good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to, back to <laughs> uh but back to Mingsto getting herself told on her nosy ass neighbor, Rosemary Ackerman, who's actually played by what's her name? Mary Jo Cartlett and or Car yeah, Cartlett. I apologize if I said that incorrectly, Miss Mary Jo, who's also the um voice of Mrs. Puff. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. She Did is sick hear? as SpongeBob shit. Yes. She was talking. I was like, oh, that's Mrs. Puff. I love that. <clears throat> also, all this is happening to Dottie Hinkle over a parking space. I want y'all to know. 
over okay. a parking space. Okay, okay. But here's the thing, right? When she sees, I know people get their parking spots taken every day, right? That's the thing that happens. But when I see this shit happen, I think about the area this is in. I already saw these people with the giant groceries on their table. So this is feeling real close to home. So knowing the area that we live in and the neighboring cities and towns, this is the manner that this happened and the fact that this woman has been on her ass like while on <laughs> for the longest time, this is very on par. This is very, um, this is very on brand. This Bruh. is very on brand. It's, I mean. On well. site. <laughs> this is, this is. <laughs> this is on brand, bitch. This is suburban on site. She about to taunt her ass into the end of time. She is. She don't let shit go. This bitch knows how to hold a grudge. She don't give a fuck. And she be pleased with herself. As she continues, we see that her daughter, Misty, has talking to this asshole guy. And the mom is like, you know, Carl. you don't really need cool. You don't really need to talk to him. And he was like, oh, you, you lose 10 pounds. We could go out. Disgusting. Oh, if you lose 10 pounds, then maybe we can go to the spot. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, girl, this is embarrassing. Um, I always have question marks of, as to why Ricky like plays these kind of characters. And I know it's probably like for like satire reason, but I'm also just like, why? No, why do they always make the tea? Because another thing, the teenage girl's always like, I got to do this thing to make the guy like me. He got to like everything that I do. And I'm like, no, baby, not like this. Not like this. Um, but that don't mean nothing because Carl eventually gets his comeuppance because he stands up Misty. He pulls up to the flea market because Misty be selling stuff at the flea market. She's got a side hustle. She's about getting her coin, okay? And um, while she's there, Mama Beverly is also there. And she happens to see Carl with his new lady that is played by my girl, Tracy Lords. And I'm just like, ooh, now why she's at work. And that's also what Beverly's like, ooh, now why my baby's at work. So Mama Beverly decides to take things into her own hands. Um, and she actually physically takes things into her own hands. She takes a poker, okay, that she bought after her friend, Miss Rose, married and swapped the price on it. I, I just, okay, let's back up. Let's talk about how always that people want to be suburban people. It's always portrayed in movies to be real funny style with inner city people like try to get like go shopping. You know, the racism jumps out. We know how that goes. Mm-hmm. You always bad mouth mouth stealing, trying to do this or get discounts and all of the other things. However, you see how um, who really be doing all the stealing in the theft and the craziness um, under that guise of the hiding under the pristineness and the, the sleekness of suburbia. Uh, baby girl switched in prices like niggas be doing not, you know, actual white people, but people be doing at the checkout of Walmart. Um, and she finagled that price. And the guy was like, I guess I made this this price. She was like, yeah, I think you did. Bitch, you stealing all because that damn egg that they had because. Beverly ass. Let's put a bag in it. Beverly uh, swindled some shit, but the baby girl had to get a new egg, a new pristine egg. And the egg that she found um, was chipped, so she didn't want it. Now, bringing back to the pig, Beverly still has her foot on Miss Dottie's neck. Okay, Dottie is over at Rosemary's house. The three of them linking up. And Beverly, as time goes on and as this movie goes on, she's, she's, the acts, her acts go from being private to more in your face. 
Like she's not even hiding the shit that she's doing anymore. So that's where that privilege part jumps in because everybody works to be like, no, she's innocent. And some people know she's straight up not innocent, innocent, and they don't even give a fuck anyways. They just straight up supporting her. This movie and its antics are all over the place. But Beverly basically breaks the uh, priceless egg uh, in the house and blames it on Dottie. And Dottie's like, no, it's not me, Rosemary. And Rosemary's like, girl, you need to get up out of my house. What's happening? So Beverly is manipulating everyone around her as she continues to take matters into her own hands. Listen, and the thing is, baby, a Rosemary done swapped the price, got the little poker or whatever. Then she just took the poker to went to the bathroom, stabby, stabby, and then got the blood on her shoe. Now Rosemary's like, ooh, you got doo-doo on your shoe. And first of all, doo-doo is a funny word. But also, she, she was literally like, hey, you got this on your shoe. But it's clearly not fecal matter. It is red, all right? That is blood. And then the, everybody lines up and they find a body in the bathroom. And no one saw this woman with a bloody poker because Rosemary reached down to touch her poker and it's blood on it. And it's like, um... And I'm like, there's a murder weapon with her prints on it. She's still walking around free to kill more people. I'm like, yo, I don't understand. Someone, if it was me, I would have been arrested at the car, like the situation with the car. Oh, yeah. you Girl, you if it was you, you wouldn't have made it that far. That's really just it. That's why I said the privilege has jumped out. Um, I it it really is laughable because every day, like the police know it's her, because there's more and more feds outside of her house as time passes on. So even down to the last couple scenes where there's like a line of police cars outside of her home because they know her ass be cutting up. Everyone knows because it becomes a part of a joke. Or don't make mom upset because. You know, she really might act on it. Don't let her hear that you're upset about something because she really might act on it. Like, uh, Misty busts into the um the to the video store and it's like, our mom is uh fuck is Charles Manson. And then I'm crying because she's reading a book that's about bird watching, and inside the book, she is looking at pictures of Charles Manson and uh who else? She was writing them. She was she writing was letters. And getting video t- and getting um voice tapes from him. This <laughs> she was cutting up. She was cutting up. I'm like, girl. And then she was having sex all loud in the room. You bird watching, but you also fucking. So like for you to like be this person who's like, "Mm, y'all shouldn't be doing all this. And it's like, girl, you be doing all this. Okay. She does. She do. She be wilding. So of course she's already killed like two people. And it's like, all right, I killed two people. But then she pull up, I believe on the Ackermans. Do she Mm -hmm. kill the Ackermans next? Yeah. Like first she peeking in a fucking window. No, she kills the, uh, this is the Sterners. Because Rosemary Ackerman is still open. Yeah, the Sterners. Yeah, okay. Because I think the Sterners had uh, already had the situation where her husband is a um, dentist, Beverly's husband. Mm-hmm. And they went, called him in early. He was They was talking shit about her husband a little bit. He don't know. What does he know how to do? Send a bill. And she was like, bitch, I got your motherfucking ass. She came in there and was still beating ass. Like, ki- kill both of them. I'm trying to figure out how she beat that woman to death with the dinner food. I... Well, that's a whole that says other a lot lady. about your cooking. Well, that's a whole other lady. That was the lady who wouldn't rewind the tapes. The old lady. Oh, she girl, yes, I forgot about them. They all the same. No, no, no. She stabbed. She stabbed that young lady in her stomach because she was trying to get freaky with her man when he was eating that cake. Because mm-hmm. originally mm-hmm. the family thought, and the doc, the family and the police officers thought that she was going to go kill the son's friend, the one that never wears yes. a seatbelt, Scott. And um, she went to the lady who was watching Annie. Yeah, and she was gonna stab her, and she says no. Instead, I'm gonna pick up this. Was it a leg of lamb? 
and yep. beat the shit out of you. And beat the dog shit out of her. She was out here moving quick, taking people out, left and right, left and right. And when they put her on trial, and you thinking that she finna go to jail, even after she fires her lawyer and decides to represent herself. Bruh. They and have her killed, pass. And she killed, she set the son friend on fire at a concert full of witnesses and they changed serial mom and they locked her ass up from there after she just caught a body. It wasn't even a week ago. It just happened. You just caught mm-hmm. this body. They saw you catch the body and you somehow are going to trial. It should be a jury. You killed like five people and your fingerprints matched a murder weapon. It's a minimum a double homicide, ma'am. And you are somehow representing yourself and people are like dismissing the dismissing the people who are going against you because Dottie is cussing. She get locked up for cussing her ass the fuck out because she's had enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. The pervert man who's seen her, she all she doing is flashing her little legs underneath the thing. And he's like, nope, I ain't see shit. What you the talking about? The way she is clapping them thighs together like she ain't got no drawers on. And he's trying to see what's, what's good underneath the table. <laughs> Ooh, she was cutting up. Y'all, she uh, was found not guilty of everything. Although everyone knew she did it. And they outside sell the t-shirts and, and all kinds of stuff that says serial mom. That she got a whole show going on because they got motherfucking, what's her name? Um, Suzanne Summers about to be playing her in this movie. And they about to get to the coins in the good old American fashion way. You about to exploit it. Get that cash. What makes it also funny is her ass pulled up to church after killing like six people. Everybody's like looking at her like, you monster. But she literally sits down, sings her song, say the prayers and do everything she's supposed to do in the church. Like, girl, I don't care what you bitches got to say. I'm in here. Mm-hmm. Same thing when she's at the dinner table and they were all thinking like, you know, we gonna pray. <laughs> and maybe the prayer make her want to repent. And she's like, nope. Nope. I do what I did. That's it. Um, I would like to say that I love um, a thing that's that John Waters likes to use, reuse a lot of the same cast people. Mm-hmm. Um, that really excites me. I love seeing a familiar place playing a different role. It feels like we're all like doing different characters in the same universe. Um, so that's really, I know it's so fun. Um, so yeah, and that's of course the thing that happened in this film. And I, I can't wait till you see these same faces when you, uh, fortunately, just unfortunately, go down the John Waters rabbit hole of movies. Yeah. Because I haven't seen Crybaby, Hairspray, The Burbs. There's a few others. I haven't seen any of those. I've seen Multiple Maniacs. I have seen... Wait, you've never seen Crybaby? I feel like you've told me this before. And your eyes get big every single time. I say, I've never seen Crybaby. I had no interest in watching that movie. And I, I just was like, what is this even about? I do not care. And then I just, you know, went my whole life not caring. And, you know, I'm gonna have to watch it. And we'll see. It's going to be, I feel like, even if I don't like these movies, none of them are boring. So that is a good time. I will give John Waters that. He be bringing some entertainment. Not going to lie to you. We need to do a watch long for some of these. I will definitely make make sure I make all the time to pull up. Because you watching a musical, hold my purse, bitch. (sighs) Hold my drink, sir lad. Let's ride. Like, that's usually me. Just running around the corner with the movies in my hand. I got it right here. I'm going to need moral support anyway, because I already hate it. (laughs) I already hate it. I'm going to have to mute myself when I sing the songs, because... Especially when you get to uh, Hairspray. 
yeah. and you know I'm gonna crank it up as a double feature, the old one versus the new one. So, well, yeah. So this movie ends with Miss Be- Miss Beverly going on trial. She gets off. She gets off. She gets free. And the uh, juror that had on them damn white shoes, she was tired of looking at. She approached her in the hallway. The juror's on the payphone calling her kinfolk. And she's like, ma'am, we don't wear white shoes after Labor Day. And she's like, no, fashion has changed. She said, no, we do- it has not. We do not wear white shoes after Labor Day. And can't stop, won't stop. She's still killing in the courthouse. Over white shoes. You can't try her for the same thing twice. Ain't that how they go? That's a new bitch. That's a different murder. They could try That's her ass, but they it. won't. She's a white woman. She's not going to jail. Mm-mm. She's going back to suburbs. The suburbs. She's the right kind of white woman, which makes it even the model citizen. I recycle. I have children. I, oh, yeah. You know, don't curse. I dress like this. Um, I do these. She's going to White Marsh Mall later. Yes. So, you know, (laughs) the white privilege is out of control, but also I know it's played for laughs and it's not as realistic because clearly if your prints are on the murder weapon, bitch, you're going to jail. That, you know, that many murders in real life, you're probably going to jail. But the things that she was able to get away with just off the fact that they didn't immediately arrest, they didn't immediately investigate her the way they would have investigated someone who didn't represent what they would consider a model citizen. So that was annoying as hell. Not annoying in the way where it's not realistic but i'm just like wow i don't like watching movies where i see white people get away with shit i don't i do not and this entire movie is her getting away with shit that she should not be getting away with and it's not like oh i'm parking i'm just mean she is killing people once again can't stop won't stop i i feel like i'm walking with you but also because i know this movie like this is a play play ass movie although it's supposed Mm -hmm. to have like extra meaning and shit to it you know whatever um and ultimately, I expect everything that happened to happen. And on top of being a John Mortis film, like, you know that white woman getting away. He gonna make her do some obscene shit. She gonna do all kinds of stuff, and she's not going to jail. That's not the, the style of these films. He is here to exploit this absurdity and get into it. And I'm having a blast. Watch Serial Mom, everybody, if you have not. Put it on your list. It's a good time. It is. It is a good time. Um, there again, there's fun kills, fun lines, Matthew Lillard, Ricky Lake. Um, it's fun. I again, I enjoyed this movie. I would watch it again. Not gonna hold yeah. It. And like Jazz said, we recording this on Mother's Day. We want to wish Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Happy Mother's Day to all those who um, you know, are mourning on this day. You know, we got our hearts with everybody. And for whatever reason that is, you know, it's various reasons. We see you. We heart you. Shout out to all the people um, who are listening. Um, if you've seen this movie or if you have any other Mother's Day re- related ho- holiday horror or fuck it, man, any mom horror films or whatever, let us know. You can let us know at grltspod at gmail.com. That was really aggressive transition. I apologize. Um, you can <laughs> also pull up on us on all the social media things that we have. And that's Twitter uh, and Instagram at Girl That's Scary. Um, we have a Patreon. And if you want to get into some bonus content, we got some stuff for the free. We have some stuff behind a paywall, if that's what you so choose to click. If you just decide to pull up on that link, wow. Shout out to you. We appreciate you for that. Because that's at patreon.com forward slash Girl That's Scary. Bonus content. Uh, yes, lots of bonus shit. Thanks for pulling up. Also, I have the movie playing in the background and I had to open my eyes really wide because now we're at the rewinding scene where the girl is watching a new movie 
and she had a leg of lamb, right? And she literally cut off a piece of the lamb and put it in between two pieces of bread, I feel like, with nothing else on it. And I was like, that is the driest sandwich I'd have ever seen. And you know what? That's what your ass get. I, you deserve to get your ass hit with that motherfucking lamb. And you letting the dog lick your feet. You're fucking weird, <sighs> bitch. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. You deserve to get smacked with that leg lamb. Ta-da. But yeah. Until next time, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.